Okay, we get into Parshas Zos HaBracha, the final, the final shear, obviously, to this uh, cycle of the Torah, but the first shear of ours in Tavshin Ayin Dalet. The new year, we start off, it's a siyum and it's a haschala of sorts. The next year, Hashem, I will try to give a shear sometime over Sukkot. I'm not sure what the topic will be, Bracious or something other related. We'll figure it out. But Hashem, the, the official uh, regular cycle of Parsha Shirim will start the Wednesday of Parsha's Noah. After this, uh, a couple of weeks from now. But uh, tonight we get to do Zosav Racha, and we have one or two thoughts also related to Yom Kippur and Sukkot. Habaalenu uh, Latova. So we start off with two gras that have to do with the end of the Torah. One has been mentioned in another context, and another one is new. Two gras which are take-home thoughts that um, that are classic Vilnagons. Says the gra at the end of the Torah, we're Messiahim. We make a siyum, and this thought can be said at any siyum anybody ever goes to. If uh, we make a siyum on something, so we invite, let's say I finished uh, a mesafta, so we invite people to come to the siyum, and everybody is besimcha. Everybody is happy that part of the Torah was finished, says the Vilna Gon. It's fascinating that if you take the word siyum, samach, yud, vav, mem, those four letters, and you spell them out, you spell out the word siyum, samach, samach, mem, chaf, yud, yud, vav, dalin, vav is vav, vav, mem is mem, mem, those are the only four letters of the Aleph Bays that the Nigla, the first letter, the letter that you see, and the letters behind it have the same gematria. Samach is Samach Mem Chaf. Samach is 60 and Mem and Chaf is 40 and 20 is 60. Yud, Yud Vav Dalit. Yud is 10 and Vav and Dalit is 6 and 4 is 10. Mem, Mem and, and, and uh, Samach Yud, Yud Vav and Mem. Vav, Vav and Mem, Mem. Says the girl, why? What's the symbolism for the word Siyam? Because both the people that learned and the people that are just celebrating and those that weren't, weren't niglet, they're not the reveal learners, but they're just happy for the person who, who learned, they have the same, the same simcha and they're, not, they're both shavin besiyum. And that's the nigla and the nistar are equal by the word siyum. The people who actually learned and the people taking part in the siyum, they are both... They are both together celebrating the Dvar Hashem that was accomplished by the, by the Lomi. There's even a Yamshal Shlomo, the Marshal writes in Mesechus Babakama, that he thinks a Siyam is the greatest Simcha that anybody could ever go to. And he said, and I think, Misvara, that we should say Simcha Bimono by a Siyam. When you bench, we say Simcha Bimono, that Hashem's Simcha is here. We say that at a wedding, at Sheva Brachas, we should say it at a, at a Siyam also. So he said that I once instituted it. I told him to say Shasimcha Bimono at a Siyam. And all of a sudden, doesn't say exactly what happened, but it says a balagan happened at the Siyam. Craziness. And I was told of the Sirachon B. I said it must have been my fault because I went against the Minhag. So I stopped doing it. But either way, says the Marshal, in Svara, logically, I think a Siyam is the greatest Simcha of all time, celebrating Torah. But that's the Grah. Samach Yud Vav Mem. First thought of the Vilna Gon. Second thought of the Vilna Gon, also quoted here in the in the Pnini Mishulchan Agra at the end on Zosa Bracha, he quotes the Gemara in Brachas. Some of you might have been bothered by this when you learned the Gemara. Kishachal Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai was sick at the end of his life. Nichlusu Talmidav Avakro. His Talmidim went to visit him. Kivan Sheroosam Hischil of Coast. When he saw them, he started to cry. And Amrulan and the Talmidim say, oh, why are you crying? And he says, I see two paths. And how can he see two paths? One Ganeidin, one Gehenim. What do you do? It's Rabbi Yochanan Okay, that's the Gemara. And he said, to give us instructions, you should have more Shamayim 
Adam. Okay. But what did the Talmidim call him? They say, Rebbe, Omrulo Talmidov, Ner Yisrael, Amud Hayimini, Patish Chazak, Light of Israel, Amud Hayimini, the right pillar, Patisha Chazak, the strong hammer. What is Amud Hayimini? The right pillar? What about the left pillar? Right, the right hand is usually stronger. So it says Amud Hayimini. Says the girl, unbelievable. When we start the Torah, the entire Torah is on the left column, on the left side. Now, when we do Hagba, we need a really strong righty. Why? Because the entire Torah is niglal and rolled onto the right side. The Talmudim are telling of Yechem and Zakkai, you learn Kala Torah Kula. You know everything. You have Amud Hayimini. It's all on the right side. It's all rolled there. So you've done it all. What are you all scared about? Amud HaYimini, we start our lives where Amud HaSmali. But as we get through life, we have to get as much as we can onto the Amud HaYimini. That's the, the two words, the two words that they called him. Shalom HaNaskala Torah Kula Gomra Umemelehu Etzlo Al Amud HaYimini. Adover Nif. Okay, that gets the ball rolling. Not much to say after those two gras, but we'll try to make our way through the parsha uh, in the gras footsteps. So we start off with the beginning of the parsha. And again, we have to put in the time because sometimes Zosa Bracha gets, gets uh, shafted. We don't have to give it the proper time. It's Sukkis, then we have one day. But Zosa Bracha is also a Parsha. And we have to give it time. This year, Bracious gets a little uh, short on the, on the time. But hopefully we'll have time to do both. This is the Bracha that Moshe gave B'nai Yisrael. Before he died... And we go through the brachas. We've dealt in past years when we've had Shi'ur and Zosah Bracha, the parallel between Zosah Bracha and Vayachi, the difference between Moshe Rabbeinu and Yaakov Avinu, a father and a Rebbe. That's part of the reasons for the difference between the quote-unquote brachos that Yaakov gives, they don't always seem like brachos, and the brachos that we have here in in Zosah Bracha. But either way, what we're going to focus on is the title of Moshe Rabbeinu in this Pasuk. This is the bracha that Moshe ish ha'elokim. What does that mean? Man, God. Doesn't he say ish shel elokim? Ish ha'elokim, the godly man. What is the Torah emphasizing? By this, the only time in the entire Torah where such an appellation is used, ish ha'elokim. Uncle says, Moshe neviya dashem. Uncle is bothered by this. Uncle is, we have to analyze Uncle Right, there are books, what's bothering Rashi? What about what's bothering Uncleus? Uncleus, whenever there is uh, an anthropomorphic uh, pasik, the hand of God, Hashem went down, he'll always change it because God is not physical, he can't go down, he doesn't have a hand. So here he's bothered. What does it mean? Man, God. So that's why he sticks in, Neviyah Dashem. Moshe, the prophet, the Navi of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what it means. Rashi makes no comment. But that's Uncleus's comment. Says the Arachayim HaKadosh, I have three comments to make. Three pshatim. What does it mean, Ish Ha'elokim? Number one, says the Arachayim HaKadosh, on the left side. Yisba'er HaKasuv Al-Derach Amram. Let me explain based on the Gemara in Meseches Arachim, where the Gemara says, Im Yavo HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Leishev Bedin in Abraham Yitzchak V'Yakov. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu would even bring to judgment the Avos, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, Enam, Yecholim, La'amod, B'fanav. 
even the avos, al pishuras hadin, aren't deserving, aren't perfectly in the right. The avos weren't perfect, right? They also made made mistakes, right? The Ramban never tries to protect and defend where there was a mistake made. Remember, he said about Avraham and Sarah, chot achet gedola. So the avos weren't perfect. Says the Gemara, even if the avos had to stand the judgment, it would be difficult. Halamadatas, what do you see? Kimasha mo'ilem atzadikim b'ma'aseim u'be'itz atzmusam ba'olam azeh. Even the great actions of the tzadikim eno ela l'schus mikoach rachamim. Even the greatest tzadikim, everybody in the world needs rachamim. If it's perfect, straight din. Nobody would survive. Even Avram Yisrael and Yaakov. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu would give us exactly what we deserve, when we do it, we, not, nobody would be able to stand. Bedin. We all need Rachamim. Uka Omro David, like David said, Al Tavo Mishpat Es Avdecha. We will see just Derek Agav, a number of the thoughts that we'll be doing tonight also relate to Yom Kippur and Sukkot as we stand here during Aseris Yimei Tshuva. Ve'al Tavo Mishpat Es Avdecha Ki Lo Yitzak Lefanecha Kol Nobody can stand in front of you, Akadosh Baruch Hu. Line six, Vikano Diakasiv. So, what is the message of this pasik? Kitzadik Zenis Atseimu Poalatov Afilu Be'erech Bechinas Hadin Haramuz Be'lokim. There was one exception to the rule in the history of the world, and that was Moshe Rabbeinu. Elokim Smidas Hadin. He was Ish Elokim. He was a man who was able, who would have been able, who was able. To stand in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and say, he didn't say it, on a Mikal Adam, but Magiyali. Magiyali, Maishar, he was the only one in the history of the world, past, present, and future, that was able to do it, and that's what's alluded to in, in the word Elohim, Din. He doesn't need Rachamim, even though he wasn't perfect either, interestingly. He wasn't perfect. Moshe Rabbeinu did have errors too. But he was perfect in judgment in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem acknowledges those Averos and it's okay. Vim yavo Hashem la'amodi mo'bedin yuchal ki hifli lasos yashar. Number one, that's the yellow kip. Number two, Odin is kavein. Another message, which again could, could uh, be very shy to us in this time of year. Bema'amar zeh. Lo'ha'id alav. Ki kalis atzmu b'midas atoba sayidu oslo. Moshe Rabbeinu, in all those great Midos. And this is the Parsha. There are probably two. But Zos HaBracha and Bahaloscha are the two Parshios that we get to talk about the uniqueness of Moshe Rabbeinu. Zos HaBracha, it's all about Moshe and the end. There was Moshe Rabbeinu, Lokam Kamo, we'll get to the Pasuk Hashem later. Or the end of Bahaloscha, where Hashem is, is giving Tochacha to Miriam and, and Aaron. Bechol Beisi Nehmanu, Anav Mikaladam. So those are the two parshios in the Torah that are the basis for the Animamin that Moshe was unique. So here says the Arachayim HaKadosh, with all his great attributes, don't think that it was natural. Don't think that he was born that way. Lo hayu elo litzad yiraso melokav. You know why he acted that way? Because of his yiras Hashem. His yiras Elokim. Lo shahaya tivo misayo el hadavar. Not because... Well, he was naturally a humble person and naturally someone who was not, he didn't have a tendency to hate. No. Moshe Rabbeinu was not like everybody else, but he was also a human being. 
Right, that's why the emphasis at the beginning of Shmos doesn't even mention his parents' names before he was born. There was a man, there was a woman, they had a baby, and Moshe Rabbeinu was born. Ka'amram Zal, Shol Ba'achas also, as the Gemara says in Yuma, Shol made one chait, and he lost the Malchus. David v'chul, David and more chatoim. Why? Ki Shol ha'yamitivo mazum, v'lo ha'yachamu ma'ir l'ta'os. U'lazev achas ha'shagak, Shol Naturally, should have been better. Mashaikin David, he overcame. He had a virus, but he was able to overcome his nature. Right? He was Edomi like Asaph. Veheina ish Moshe. Yishmakom lachshov shahia anamitivo. Everything was natural. No, no, no. Isha Elokim. He was a man who acted. He always had Elokim in front of him. Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samin. That's why he was able to do it. Because it was always focused on a Kaddish Baruchu. It wasn't natural. Right? Like Rafutner writes in one of his famous letters that we shouldn't think that the great gedolim of our time, you know, were born, they came out of their mother's womb wearing a yarmulke and making brachos. Right? No, that just says Rafutner, that just makes them so unattainable that I could role models. Rafutner and Rav Hirsch writes this a number of times. No, the greatness of our leaders are that they're, na- they're normal and they have fights and Rafutner says, and only Rafutner could write it, who knows how many challenges and fights and Yitzharas the Chavetz Chaim had to overcome from speaking Lashon Hara? Wow. Funer says, Isha Elokim. He was a man of Elokim. He was a man that channeled his entire being to Akadosh Baruch But it wasn't natural. Number two. Finally, number three. Number three says the Arachaim Akadosh. You have to relate this phrase to the next phrase in the Pasuk. This is the bracha that Moshe gave, Isho Elokim Es B'nei Yisrael. Third shot is, it's because he was connected to the nation. Od Yirmos Ezra's Hashem, Ish HaMeyuchal Elokim, what made him unique, what gave him that status? Sholokam Lo Yakum Kamohu, V'nizkaven HaKasa B'smichas Es B'nei Yisrael. He got to the Madrega of Elohim because of Esbene Yisrael. He was the greatest Jewish leader who devoted his life, who gave away, who sacrificed his personal family life for the good of the Klau. Because that's what Klai Yisrael needed at that time. For the Nosin HaTorah, who didn't eat and drink and sleep for 120 days, he had to give away his own personality, not personality, his own life. For Klal Yisrael, that's what made him godly, because he gave away his life for the tzibur, and he needed to. That's what Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted. Three days. What's Elokim? Number one, it was Din Moshe Rabbeinu Magielo. He didn't need the Rachamim. Number two, it wasn't natural. It's was because he always focused on Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And number three, Espenei Yisrael, he was always Osik B'tzarachit Tzibur. Okay, moving right along, we come to. Paraglam and Gimel Pasik Dalid, as you see in source number three, the Pasik that the Ramam tells us has to be the first Pasik we teach our children when they learn to talk. The Gemara in Sukkah says that every mitzvah has a different chinuch age. When do we try, start being mechanic our children with lulav? When they can shake a lulav properly. When do we start being mechanic them with anything? Shofar, tzitzis, tefillin. When do we start being mechanic them with what's the youngest? When they start to talk? We teach them Torah Tzivalanu Moshe, Marashak Hilas Yaakov. An amazing Pasuk that is the basis for so many things in Shas. 
Right? It's the basis that every person is married to the Torah. Al-Tikri Morasha Elam Ma'orasa. Every Jew has Aresin to the Torah. That's also one of the one of the sources, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, that a non-Jew is not allowed to learn Torah. Because the Torah is married to the Jews. And it's Gilead Arias, says the Gemara. Morasha. Torah Tivalanu Moshe, Morasha Kihilas Yaakov. The uh, Gemara and the Makkos also tells us this Pasuk is the source for 613 mitzvahs. The only source in all the Shas. Torah Tivalanu Moshe. Torah is Gematria 611. Torah Tzivalanu Moshe, plus the two, we heard straight from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 611 plus two, 613. That's the source of Shas, the end of Masech Hizmachis. A lot, this Pasuk is chock full. The story that's quoted here in Vakras Shabbos Onik is just related to Torah in general. That's related to this Pasuk, but he has it here, so we have it here as well. A story about the Pa'as HaSholchan. Rabbi Yisrael Mishklav, one of the start Talmidim of the Vilna Gon. The Graz we know tried and wanted and yearned to get to Eretz Yisrael, but he never got there. All the different uh, plans that he had. But his Talmidim got there. As we know, the Talmidim Agra uh, came to Eretz Yisrael. And that's why many of the Minhage Eretz Yisrael follow the Vilna Gon. Because they were one, some of the, one of the early ones that came back in the, in the 1700s, early 1800s. Says the, says the uh, Karas Shabbos Onet. So the Rishon Mishlov, who wrote the Pa'as HaShulchan, which is a safer on many of the Mitzvot HaTuliyas Baaretz. Why is it called the Pa'as HaShulchan? Because there's the Shulchan Arach, and then the Ramah wrote the Mapa, the tablecloth on the Shulchan Arach, and then the Rishon Mishklav says there's so many halachas that Rishon Mishklav didn't write about. So many halachas, the Mitzvah Satsuliyah's Ba'aretz, and other halachas. So he wrote the Pa'as HaShulchan, the corner, the Peah, the, the side of the Shulchan, just a little bit, a little side of the Shulchan. It's the name of the state of the Pa'as HaShulchan. There's 25 pages of Hakdama, a lot of the stories that we know about the Grah, about putting his feet in ice water, and are from the Hakdama of the Pa'as HaShulchan. So this story is about the Baal Machaber, Rabbi Sol Mishla. So he was on a boat going to Eretz Yisrael. And as one would have thought, there was a big storm. There was a terrible storm. Right, we're getting into the Yonah mode. Right? There was a terrible storm. All the travelers didn't know what to do. Everybody sang, start davening. Start davening. Right, they started davening. They were just looking in within each other. Rabbi Mishlov gets up on a chair, if he could, on the boat, and he says, Rabosai, line 6, There's a danger. If anybody has, anybody has anything they have to do vidui on, anybody just, anybody has misvada on anything, we need all this chuyos we could get. Please, if anybody did anything, silence. Nobody says a word. Nobody says anything. Lefeta, all of a sudden, a young boy, 11 years old, says, oh, I have something. Not even a Bar yet. He says, M'vakeshani l'svados. B'meshach Zman Rav says the child, I lied to my parents. I lied, I was a chakra. Really? What What will you, what'd you lie about? Dira senu sibir ayeled, our house, haisa b'smichos l'beso shel our house was next door to the Groz Klois, as it's called. We lived next door to the Groz. We shared a window. Shared a window. We were able to hear the Groz learning. We able to hear the Groz learning. We lived next door to him. We never banged on the wall and told him to be quiet. The child says, my father could, had to stop going to work. He couldn't draw himself away 
from listening to the girl learning. He couldn't leave. It was so beautiful. It was so delicious. It was like, oh, Mahaba on this world. He could he couldn't leave. Avilo Yachol is not take me. Called him Mudashalagra. But Meshach Yamim Shleimim. He used to sit, and therefore we had no money, and our family and my mother didn't know what to do. And once I saw this, says the child, I lied to my parents. I told them that I get lunch in school when I didn't get anything. I just didn't want them to have to worry about me. And I said, I'm fine. I'm good. I get from school. And I used to pick around in the garbages outside. I used to find something. And I did that for years. And I'm sorry that I did that and I lied. He said to Rabbi Yisrael Mishkov. The Pasa Shulchan turns to Shemayim. And he says, Rebono Shalolam, Master of the world. Look at this child. Look at this child. We say, On Yomim no Raim, Habayt letzlaos v'alachataos. Look at our tlaos, our pains. Look at our tragedies. Look at our tsaris. Don't look at our sins. I want you to look at this chayt. I want you to look at this sin. We say generally look at the tsaris and don't look at the chatoim. Please look at this sheker. Look at this chayt. And then tell me, and bemodeh, how great is our people. Am Yisrael. And the storm subsided. And they made it to Eretz Yisrael. Torah tziva lanu Moshe. One could relate it. Why is it on this Pasuk? He doesn't say, but one could say that this is the Pasuk of Chinuch Habanim. When children get the proper Chinuch, then they can come out and have this, have this attitude of, you know, I'm going to do what's right for my parents and for me in terms of the Ruchnius uh, to be able to succeed and be able to listen to the growler. Okay. Moving right along. As we know, this Parsha is divided between the Brachas of Moshe, the first part, and then the last days of Moshe, Paraklam and Gimel and Paraklam and Dala. It's the last two prakim in, in the Torah. Paraklam and Gimel is Moshe Rabbeinu and the brachas that he gives to all of the Shvatim. As you know, we go, he goes through um, the Shvatim discussing their future and their, their brachos that they're going to get, the different order. Very last pasik in the Parak. Ashrecha Yisrael. Praised are you. Who is like you? A nation that is saved by God. Right? You have a, you have protection, and you have uh, the sword. What is this pasuk? How is this a sum up? We have all the different shvatim. We go through every one of the shvatim. Yosef gets his bracha, and Zvulun, and Don, and God, and Levi, and. And uh, Binyamin, Yehuda, all the, all the Abrachas. And then at the end we have, Jews, you are great. Ashrecha Yisrael, Micha Mocha Anosha Vashem, says the Rabbeinu Bachai. In source number five, this Pasuk is Yisod Gadol. Because if you look at the previous Psukim, what's the previous Pasuk? Betach Badad, Ein Yaakov. El Eretz Dagon Vitirosh, Av Shamav Ya'arfutal, rain, protection, security, harvest. And now Moshe adds, but Jews, you are so praiseworthy, Am Noshe Bashem. What's the emphasis? 
you don't only have schar in Olam Hazeh. This Pasuk is telling Am Yisrael, the last Pasuk that Moshe Rabbeinu says to Klau Yisrael is that there's an Olam Haba. And that there's schar in Lasselava. And after all the Torah in Vahayim Shemoa, Matar Artzachem Beito, and all the schar that's listed, as has been pointed out by the Rambam already, all the reward that we have in the Torah explicitly is Gashmias. Says the Rabbin Abachai, this is the Pasuk. Ashrecha Yisrael Michamocha Am Nosha Bashem. It's a nation whose true salvation is with God. Says Rabbeinu Bachai, Pasuk Zeh, Havtacha Mifureshes Li Yisrael Be'inyin Ha'olam Abba. Through the next world. Ki Mipneshe Hizkir Ba'pasuk Shalmala Yi'ude Haguf Since the Pasuk just previously talks about physical destiny and rewards, Ve'heim Berchas Ha'aretz Ve'shefa Ha'shalva Va'tova She Eretz Dogan V'tirosh Ve'chulu And then the rain that you're going to get And they're going to get the security and no nations After that Alkane line 5 Yomar, in other words, Don't think this is it. Don't think it's only what you see written in the Torah. The Yalkein Timso Tircha, that means a Mercha, Mimilas Im, Ubiro Michamocha Am Boamim, Sheyulo Yude Haguf, the Yude Hanefesh. There's a lot more behind the scenes. So this is kind of a foil and, a, and a, an additional point to everything in the Torah. This is it. This is the last Pasuk in the Torah that's said. Right? Paraklamadal just all talks about Moshe. What happened? What happened to Moshe? Moshe died. That's it. There's nobody else. This is the last thing that's said. The last thing possibly we know. Ashrecha Yisrael Michamocha. I'm no Shabbashem. Ben Abachai says that's our promise from Hakadosh Baruch Hu that we have a uniqueness, a unique connection to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Okay. Now we have two more ideas related to Moshe Rabbeinu before we get to a Yom Kippur thought and a, and a Sukkot thought. So we have Perak Lamedal. Vayal Moshe Meirvos Moav El Har Moshe goes up from Arvas Moav to Har Nevo, you know, one of the three mountains that was not flattened to um, to be left. Har Nevo, Har Hahar, and Har Sinai. Rosh Hapiska, Asher Al Pnei Yerecho, Vayar Eyo Hashem Al Zkala Aretz, Vayakila Radon, and Moshe is shown the Gila Don. Everything was called Naftali, as Ephraim, Umanasha, Kol Eretz Yehuda. Moshe sees all of Eretz Yisrael. Can't go in, but he sees it all. And Hashem says, this is the land that I told him I'm going to give our Mitzvah and Yaakov, L'zarecha etnena, but sorry, you can't come. Can't come. Vayom Hashem Moshe Ever Hashem, Moshe dies. Again, a very controversial Pasuk. Who wrote the last day of of the Torah? That is a major discussion. We've discussed that in the past. I think in a previous Parshish year, we discussed the Vilna Gaon's thought on that. Moshe Ever Hashem dies. Be'eretz Moav, Alpi Hashem. Vayikbar Oso Bagai, Be'eretz Moav, Mul base Pa'or. Moshe Rabbeinu is buried by Hashem opposite base Pa'or. Doesn't sound like such a glamorous place to be buried. And nobody knows where he's buried. 
and he was 120 years, and he didn't get weak, and he was just as strong, and with it the last day. Good. So, as we know, Chazal, he was buried in Eretz Moab, Mul Beis Pa'or. Why? Rashi. Kivro Hayamuchan The kever of Moshe was one of the things in the Mishnah Perkyavos. It was Muchan already from Sheshitimei Brashis. Lechaper al Maisa Pa'or. To be Machaper. Baal Pa'or was one of the worst Averos, Midian, Gili Arias. Moshe Rabbeinu, you know, softens the, the Onesh that we would ever get. Tosvis expands upon this Rashi. Tosvis and Mesach Asota Daf Yudalit, source number six, where this Gemara appears. At the time, it's amazing, at the time of year that Baal Pa'or happened, it always rears its head again in Shamayim to try to prosecute Klal Yisrael. Right? It has, if Akedah's Yitzchak rears its head and gives us schar every year, so it's only fair that, that other events too, not just the good things. So whenever it rears its head, Look at the terrible. And Moshe Rabbeinu is right there. No, 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 no. It sees Moshe Rabbeinu is like, oh, he's here, he's here. Goes back, back down. Moshe Rabbeinu shik'o b'karka ad chotmo v'chalshah she'oleh chozer b'nishka l'makom she'shako Moshe Rabbeinu. Mitosvos Rebbe. This is the Gemara. Moshe Rabbeinu, this is the Tosvis. Moshe Rabbeinu is able to protect and counter the negative effects of, of Baal Pa'ar every year. So if somebody, we know it because we know Chazam. But let's say somebody at that time, let's say one of Am Yisrael at that time, we know they cry for Moshe Rabbeinu, and they would go over to Yeshua Ben-Nun and say, Yeshua, I don't understand. How is Moshe buried here? It's like in the middle of nowhere. Harahar, nobody's ever going to go to his kever. We're never going to be able to be Ola on the yard site. Every other person in the world, even Yeshua ben Nun, Baruch Hashem, right at the Pesach, we were able to, in, the, in Timnat Serach, we were able to go into the Arab village. We're always going to everybody's kever. We can't go to Moshe Rabbeinu's kever. We can't go to Moshe's kever. Why? Yeshua, tell me. So Yeshua didn't know at that time. Oh, because in the future, he wouldn't have an answer. But you know what? Behind the scenes, there's an answer. Kodesh Baruch Hu has a divine plan. And he knows. And this is exactly what happened with the Malbim as well. In Kavosi Shalarav, they quote that when the Malbim died, he was traveling, and he died in the middle of a different town. Not his hometown, he died in Kiev, in Russia. Ubeles Kavrusham, they buried him there. Sometimes you find, if you go through Europe, you find people buried, like in different places. That's where they happened to be. That's where they were... That's why he was vacationing here, and he was this, he was that. Rabim Hitztaru, Uz, on line 10. Alsha, go mefursam zen nikvar, b'erenachriya. Many people at the time, explains the Kamoti Shalarav. Many people were upset he's buried here. Umiyasi tnuas ha-musr, agon, Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter in his hespid on the Malvim said it's the same thing that happened to Moshe Rabbeinu. Right. Why did Moshe Rabbeinu do it? Kodesh Baruch Hu has his reasons. Kodesh Baruch Hu knows exactly why. That's where he's buried. 
Ilu ha'yisholim kolechen me'itana, we would have said, very, not appropriate. Said that Rebisol Salanta, our Kaddish Baruch has his reasons. Right? Same thing by another biblical personality. Rachel Imedu. Right? Rachel on Eim HaDerech, Rachel Mavakal Baneha. Kaddish Baruch has a plan. This does not mean that if somebody is nifter in Chutzlar, they have to be buried exactly that point. There's also a mitzvah of Kura and the and the uh, idea of coming to Eretz Yisrael. But if that doesn't happen, everything is Yad Vashmayim. And in the case of the Malbim, Seder Yisrael Salanter, it's following Moshe Rabbeinu. And therefore, it's no, nothing to, nothing to sneeze at. Okay, one more thought related to Moshe Rabbeinu. As we know, the Pasuk tells us in this week's Parsha, after Moshe Rabbeinu died, the third to last Pasuk in the entire Torah, after it says Yoshua ben Nun took over, the Pasuk says, Vilokam Navi od Yisrael There was nobody ever like Moshe. Asher Yudo Hashem Panim. That knew God. Yada always means a deep connection. Yediya, that verb in the Torah always means a deep connection. So Moshe was Yada Hashem. Not ultimate, not 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 everything, right? Moshe Rabbeinu wanted that by by and Hashem says no. Are any No, no, you're on But as much as a person can get to, lo navi od be Yisrael kemoshe. Nobody was like Moshe Rabbeinu. Based on this pasuk, all the Achronim ask, well, how does the Rambam then say what he says? The Rambam in Hilchas Tshuva in Perek Hey. There is a minute of Klai Yisrael to learn Aseris Mechuva during Aseris Prakim, Shel Haraba, Milchus Shuva during Aseris Mechuva. So, tonight is the fifth night of Aseris Mechuva, so we get to learn a little of Perak Hey. Says the Rambam in the beginning of source number eight, paraphrased by Rabbi Hanan Wasserman. Shekal Adam Rayliyo Sadik Moshe Rabbeinu. Remember the Rambam? The Rambam says everybody has free choice, everybody can be as great as Moshe Rabbeinu or as wicked as Yeravim Ben Nevat. Everybody has free choice. You could be as great as Moshe Rabbeinu. Ask the Velt, ask everyone on the Rambam, what about a Pasuk in Chumash? Pasuk says, come Navi Od Moshe. There was never even another prophet like Moshe, let alone a non-prophet. What's the Rambam talking about? Says the Kovitz Ma'amara, Rebbechan Wasserman. In source number eight, you have the thought, and then we'll see it again. He used the same thought in his hespit for his Rebbe, the Chafetz Chaim. First, we see the thought. What does it mean? Again, an answer that many give in different, uh, they say it in different ways, but this is how Rebbe Chanan says it. It's very simple. It's impossible to reach Moshe Rabbeinu's Madreka. Forget his Nebuah. Even in his righteousness, it's impossible. So what does the Rambam mean? Zebi Uran, this is it. Matsinu Bakatuv. We find in the Pasik, Kimosha Rabbeinu Nikra Bashem Ever Hashem. Right here, right, Moshe Rabbeinu is called Vayamas Sham Moshe Ever Hashem. Right here at the end of the Torah. We mentioned on Shabbos. Parak Alav of Yoshua repeats it. Parakhavdal of Yoshua, Yoshua Ever Hashem. Dies right. The, the 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 title has been passed. Eved Hashem. What is an Eved Hashem? Says the Radak in source number eight. He quotes it right there in the first paragraph of Yoshua. 
Eved Hashem. What's an Eved? What's a servant? What's the halachic definition of a servant? She'en kinyan la'eved below rabo. An Eved does not own anything himself. Everything of his belongs to the master. The yad Eved ki yad rabo. And the hand of the Eved is an extension of the hand of the master. Umashakana Eved kana rabo. So what does that mean in terms of an individual? Not a literal Eved, but we as Avdi Hashem. It means that every single skill, every single koach that we have is not ours. It's given to us to serve him. Why does an Eved, why does the master give an Eved $10? In order to eat lunch, to be able to be strong, to service him. That's why he gives it to him. Moshe Rabbeinu, Shekol Kochosa, Vechusha, Vedaito, everything, his brain, his koach, his feelings, Kulan, Kodesh, Lashem, Levado, Velosh Tamis, Ben Lashum, There was no element in Moshe's being that he didn't use to serve Hashem with. And says Rabbi Hanan, if you think about it, if you believe in God, it has to be this way. Why? What did Hashem? Would Hashem give me anything extra that I don't need? Yeah, I only have to serve him with 80% of my brain. The other 20% is just like extra. Hashem, Hashem gives me certain kochos. You know, they're, they're for other things. doesn't make sense. If we believe in the Borei Olam, then Hashem created each one of us with, with exactly what we need. And all of our talents... There's nothing that was given to us levatala. So then we have to believe that we have to use everything that we have to serve him with. And that doesn't mean that we can't, we can't have fun in life. Hashem wants us to enjoy life. And he made, one of the Bali Musar points out, why is there something called foliage? Why do the leaves change color? At least in some countries, in some areas of some countries. Right? Why do they change color? Why is that? Oh, because there's something in the, in the inside of the leaf. Because the wants to be Mahana Esabrios. He wants us to enjoy it. Why does he give everything in life? So, everything in our lives has to be in service of HaKadosh Baruch. That's the Rambam. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu did, and each on our own level we could do that. We can't reach his level of Chachma. We can't reach his level of Nevuah. We can't even reach his level of Tzidkus. But what we can do is to use whatever Hashem gave us to the best of our abilities, which that's what Moshe Rabbeinu did too. He used that to the best of his abilities. In that way, we could be like Moshe Rabbeinu. That's the thought. He uses this, Rabbi Hanan, that is, uses this in his Hasbid for the Chavetz Chaim. Source number 9 and 10, starting with source number 9, we know about and learned by Rav Chaim Brisker and by the Chavetz Chaim. It's a Talmud of both. Says the Rebbe Chanan. We'll get to the thought, but let's just start from the beginning. Bishashi Yelan Lomei Torah. First he describes the Chavetz Chaim. When a child starts learning Torah, Nidzme Eloshi Yodeo Meivinu Masha You have a, a first grader who learns, uh, not a first grader, maybe a, right, a, an elementary school, who learns a Rashi, he's like, oh, I know the Rashi. I know the Rashi, I know what I do, I'm doing. Uh, we, we get a little older, and we still think that we know it. We, we learn like, oh, I, yeah, I thought I knew it then, but like now I really know it. Once you become a one person, learns even more, and then he says, yeah, I, I know it, but I have questions on it. 
The Gadol Adar learns, and he says, I have no idea what's going on here. As the Balamar once said, Lo yadati sheyadati, achiyadati shelo yadati. Once we realize, we get to a certain level, then we realize that there's so much that we don't know. He says, it's the same thing with the Chavetz Chaim. Everybody saw and understood the Chavetz Chaim a little bit. But the closer you got and the more you understood about the Chavetz Chaim, you realized how little we understood about the Chavetz Chaim. The more we knew, the more we didn't know. And he says, and this is quoted by others also, but a beautiful thought. There's a very big difference between Gedolei Yisrael, Amitim, and leaders of the non-Jewish world. Gedolei Adol, Amitim, Chavetz Chaim. Like the Chavetz Chaim, you know him from afar, and the closer you get to the Chavetz Chaim, you live, you, he says, you live in America, you never met the Chavetz Chaim. They heard about the Chavetz Chaim, by the New York Times, had an obituary, Chavetz Chaim. They all knew about him. But it's Eino Domed, the knowledge of the Chavetz Chaim in America, and the knowledge of the Chavetz Chaim in Poland. Ubechal Poland and in Poland, it's not the same what they knew in Vilna and what they knew in Raden. In Raden, they, they, knowing the Chavetz Chaim then, you're more blown away. And in Raden, it's not the same if you aren't in his yeshiva. And in his yeshiva, you aren't the same if you were a Taman Mufak who spent your day in his house. The closer you are, the more awestruck and the more inspired. That's a God of Yisrael. The closer we are to them, the more we are inspired by them. When it comes to many other leaders in the world today, it's just the opposite. When we're far away, we're like, wow, they're amazing. We think they're like larger-than-life leaders and figures. And the closer we get to them and we look even, we, we get to know them and all of a sudden you see faults. All of a sudden you start analyzing a little closely and all of a sudden it's, it's less and less perfect. And maybe the family, you know, it's even... It's even less. It's just the opposite. The closer you are to the Chafetz Chaim, the more you are blown away and the more that we didn't realize. Says the Rebbe Chana continuing. That's what he says in the uh, line 17. The only one who could really understand the Chafetz Chaim and appreciate him would be the Chafetz Chaim himself. That's the only one who could do it. As Rav Solveitschik was said in a different context, not Rav Solveitschik, as others said after Rav Solveitschik, the only one who could give a real hesped for Rav Solveitschik would have been Rav Solveitschik. That's what many of the Talmidim said in their, in their hesped. That's the first half. But then in the second half we get to our issue, but we couldn't leave that first half out. Source number 10, we have the same issue, same case. He, spoke, he quotes the Rambam, he quotes the problem, and he quotes, this is exactly what the Chafetz Chaim did. He was Zohar, to be like a Moshe Rabbeinu by using all of his kochos. Not that he reached the level of Chachma or Nevuah or Tzidkus, but he used every one of his kavanas, every one of his abilities to the Chavetz Chaim, for, the, um, for Avodah Hashem. And he says, the Chavetz Chaim himself said it, on line 18, Rachman al-Islan, if we see somebody who's, who's paralyzed in one limb for the rest of their life, HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided that that limb has served him enough. Because it wouldn't have happened if Hashem wouldn't have decreed it. These were the amount of steps that you were supposed to do in life, and now you have to serve me in other ways. We have to realize that every step that we take, every, every, every moment that we could think, every time that we could open our eyes and see, 
It's all Hashem saying, I'm giving you sight, I'm giving you the ability to walk and talk and feel because I still need you to serve me. After 120 years, Hashem says, okay, you fulfilled your quota. And we have to make sure that everything in our quota is used with Shem Shemayim, and that's what the Chavetz Chaim did following Moshe Rabbein. Again, there's a lot here, but um, this is as far as we'll go in the in the uh, Hesed. Okay. Let's end uh, end off with, uh, at the end, but uh, one thought of Yom, related to Yom Kippur, maybe two thoughts related to Yom Kippur, and uh, and one thought related to Sukkot, really life, but it's uh, it's said in a Sukkot context. First, let's start with the Baruch Sha'amar. One of the T's two thoughts was mentioned in Shabbat Shuv. Says the Baruch Sha'amar, Yom Kippur is about vidui. Al-chet, 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 al-chet. Somebody once came to the Rambam, he quotes. The Baruch Sha'amar is the Torah Tamimah's commentary on the Siddur. There's Baruch Sha'amar on the Siddur, there's Baruch Sha'amar on the Haggadah, on Perkei Avos. Baruch Sha'amar. What's, what's great about this, if, if you don't have it, if one has it, they've never opened it, it's a great thing to do over the next couple of days. Why? Because as we will see, he goes through, through all of the Al-Chets. And he gives commentary on all the Al-Chets. There in, his, in the Baruch Sha'amar. Somebody wants, first we'll do an overview, then we're going to pick out one. The overview. Somebody once came to the Rambam and said, I don't understand. I'm a pretty, I'm an okay guy. I do have Averis, but I didn't do every one of these Averis. There, there are so many here. Okay, 90%. But I, maybe there's like four of them I didn't do. Why do I have to say all of them? Let me pick and choose the ones that, that relate to me. Says the Rambam now. You just got to think hard. The, the most obvious answer is that really they can all relate to us in different ways. Line 5. Rabbi Mishnadel Azbirlo. Ki afin before mamish lo chatabahem. Avakal. There's avak lashonara. There's avak iliarayas. There's avak nekama. Whatever one wants to say. There's avak. So really every era does apply to each of us. And it's not so hard if we just focus on it a little bit. And it's something that can make our Yom Kippur... A different experience if we take 10 minutes before Yom Kippur and in our machzar, if we have uh, the art scroll, whatever it is, just to have something that we could relate. Some al are pretty obvious. But even the al are a little more difficult to relate to us to think about it for a few minutes before Yom Kippur. What am I going to think about on Yom Kippur? <coughs> God? I have to write it into the machzar. Says the Rambam, everything can relate to us. The Baruch Shammar, though, has a different answer. The Baruch Shammar says, no, it's a different answer, and that is based on line 16. Miskulas am Yisrael, shekal ha'uma nechsheves kemishpacha achas. The Jewish people are a family. We're one family. We're responsible for each other. There's an arvus. The kol echad doeg lezulaso, v'lokeach chelek mitchunas chayev v'mahalak shlomo. We're happy for them. We're sad for them. We scream at them. We, we, we care for them. Somebody recently, I'll say it in a minute. Let's first finish the vart. Says the, so the Sabrach Shalmar says, There's mutual responsibility. And therefore, even if I didn't do it, if my friend did it, so then I'm responsible too. And I have to clap al chait for that. Because there's an arvus. And just Derek Agav. Arvis was given when B'nai Yisrael went into Eretz Yisrael. And in Eretz Yisrael, there's an even greater sense of Arvis, that we feel like one family. And Rahman al-Islan, when there's something in the news, one feels it more when they're a Ben Eretz Yisrael. Where were they from? Who knows them? 
Somebody once said to me recently that um, in, er- in, in Eretz Yisrael, Rachman al-Aslan, we have to daven that Sim Shalom Tov Avracha, but sometimes there's some, some inner fightings amongst Jews all over the world, but in Eretz Yisrael sometimes. Somebody once pointed out there's inner fightings all over. But in other places, there might be a certain level of achdus, but in Eretz Yisrael, there's arvus. And sometimes arvus on the outside comes out with, we're all one big happy family, and sometimes, you know, there's, there's uh, lagernats, and there's, there's, there's challenges for the family to keep together, but that's what we try to do. And we try to be ma'achid with the arvus, but that's what we do for al Every Jew in the world, that's the klap al for every other Jew, that is not fulfilling their potential. al Just one thought he says about the, one of the, one of the, one of the al Ba'one suvaratzon. Ba'one suvaratzon. Ba'one suvaratzon. If I didn't have air ba'one, I'm not responsible. Why am I doing al for that one? Okay, all of them. Shogig, okay. Shogig was really my fault. Shogig, it's really a carpet for shogigs. Says the Baruch Sha'amar, Ones doesn't mean Ones. I did the Aver, but Ones, stop. Oh, it was, it was out of my control. Ones means it's my fault that I was Ones. If I don't keep Shabbos because I don't know Hilcha Shabbos, because I didn't learn Hilcha Shabbos, oh, I was Ones. That's my fault. That's, 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 that's an Ones to That's an Alchet that I have to do. Because every Jew, we have to do our best to know what to do in every situation. That's Ones. Not Ansua Ledvar Aveira. That's called Omer Mutter. Line 6. V'tiyah kavanes halash abonis v'ratzon b'shogig b'mezid. V'ra'a la'alon. He says, look what I wrote later on about shogig and, and the mezid. But that's ba'onis v'ratzon. I'll hate that I don't know every halacha that I should know and therefore I might might violate not even knowing. Ba'onis v'ratzon. So Yom Kippur is about Achtos. And Yom Kippur is about making sure that we are misvada on everything that we have to be misvada. Good. One final point <coughs> from Rav Avram Shor. This is really a post-Yamim Noraim thought. So the way that we can take it with us after Yamim Noraim is if we think about it before the Yamim Noraim or during the Yamim Noraim. So this is a thought that he said on Simchas Torah. So it's really something that can be said really any day of the year. We'll say it today. Again, some of this was said in, uh, in Shabbat Shuvah, but he expands upon it. The Medrash tells us, the first Medrash in Kohelis Rabbah, the first Medrash on the Pasuk of in Mishlei, Chazisa Ishmahir b'malachto, have you seen a person who acts with alacrity? Mahir b'malachto, l'fnei malachem isyatev. He stands in front of kings. That's the Pasuk. The Medrash quotes a story. Maisev Rabbi Chanina ben Dosa. Shera'a b'nei iro ma'alin edar meredavaz liyushalayim. Rabbi Chanina ben Dosa saw all the people of his city saying, being uh, promising and being no denedavaz. I'm going to bring this animal to the base of Migdash and this one and that one and this one and that one. Everybody's giving presents to the base of Migdash. And he says to himself, I have nothing. I'm a poor man, I have nothing. But I want to give something to the base of Migdash. You know what? There's a rock on the floor. He chisels the rock. It's more of a stone, a big stone. He chisels it. He shapes it into something beautiful. He says, okay, I promise to bring this up to the base of Megdash. Uh-oh. How do I get there? So he doesn't know what to do. So he says, Bikesh Lutzkar Lopolim, line nine. He looks around for workers. Five people came to him. And he says, okay, you help me. They said, okay, pay us first. Sorry, I have no money here. Maybe you should I'll get money. I have nothing. No, 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 no. Nobody's willing to help him. And he's really upset. 
says, what am I going to do? I need to take this to Yerushalayim. All of a sudden, line 14, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends five malachim in the shape of, in the form of people, and they say, we'll help you. Pay, up, pay us later, pay us later. And they said, with one condition, you've got to put your finger under and help us too. He says, fine, I'll help. He puts his finger under the very next second, says the Medrash, they're in Yerushalayim, and the five people, angels, have disappeared. That's the Medrash. Says, Halakat Falibuf. So what's the message? And not only what's the message, what's the connection between the Pasuk and Mishle that introduces the story and the story? Chazisa Ishmahir b'malachto. Have you seen a man that acts with alacrity? Says the Lekat Falibuv, says the Bali Musar, he quotes it from the Fiducia Rim. The message of this Madrash is we have to take the first step. And we gotta want it, and we gotta try, and if we push and we want it so badly, Kadashbarak is gonna have to do something for us. Line five in the next column, Umize Anu Rowin, Ki Adamasher Boer Boha Rotson Bahatashuka Lasos Davar. If there's a desire, he doesn't look at any of the difficulties. He just figures out how to do it. That's what we need. We have to have the rut zone. I want to, I want to, I want to. Where else do you see this? He says unbelievably, by Yaakov Avinu. The bottom of the left column. Yaakov Avinu, what does he do? He comes, he comes to Lavan, he sees the bear and he sees the, the shepherds resting and he says, what's going on, guys? Right? The work day is not done. Oh, this huge rock. It's a huge rock. We can't, we can't, uh, we can't move it. Yaakov says, you can't move it. Look at this. And he lifts up the rock. He asked Fasemes. Yaakov Avinu knew it was a huge rock. What was, his, what was his surprise? He saw this huge rock. He saw the people. Why was Yaakov so surprised? It was a very heavy rock. It wasn't able to be moved. Says Asfas Emes, because Yaakov Avinu knew if there was a real rut zone, the rock would move. If they really wanted to get the rock off of the Be'er, they would be able to, as he did two minutes later. If they're lying down, you know why? It's because they don't really want it. It's because they're lazy and they don't really want it. Because when there's a rut zone, when there's a will where there's a chuka to be close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to do our best, then nothing will stand, nothing will stand in the way. Isn't it interesting that the story of Erfinia Badosa was about an Evan, and the story of Yaakov Avinu was also about an Evan? Both about stones. What does Evan symbolize? Says Rav Avram Shor, the Evan symbolizes the heaviness of the Eight Sahara. The heaviness, now we're in source number 11, uh, 14, the back page. Everything, all the challenges, all the difficulties, they're heavy as rock. They're so hard and heavy. We think we can't do it. We just have to try our best. And one other example where we see this, that's why this thought can be used many different times, is in our Parsha, Zosah Bracha. By Binyamin, what's the Bracha that Binyamin is given? Chofeif alav kalayom between the shoulders, he laughs. It's also connected to the Binyamin Pasuk in Vayachi, Binyamin Ze'ev Yitrov. The Pasuk says, what is the, the Rashi and the Onkelis in Vayachi also say, the border of the 
Beis Hamikdash, Binyamin and Yehuda, the Beis Hamikdash. Let me say it this way: Binyamin and Yehuda both shared a portion of the Beis Hamikdash. The border went right through the Beis Hamikdash, and it went right through the Azara, and the entire Mizbeach Al Pi had to be in Binyamin. That is why even the south side and the east side of the Mizbeach had no base, had no yesod. Because if it would have had a yesod, that would have stuck into the Shevet Yehuda. And the entire Mizbeach, Binyamin Zeev Yitraf, had to be in, in Binyamin. But that's the end of the story. The Gemara in Zvachim, Daphnun Gimel, tells us, he quotes it on the left side, that originally it wasn't supposed to be that way. But Binyamin wanted it really badly. And he didn't take no for an answer. And he was mitzta'er. I want the Mizbeach. I want it. I want it all. I want it. I want it. I want it. So he ultimately got it. The Nachos were given out already. What are you davening for? Where there's a Ratzon? Again, this doesn't mean to change nature. Right? The Mishnah says in Brachas, if I see ultrasound that I'm having a boy, you know, I can't daven for a girl. Right? That, that's not against this. That's davening against a mitzi. It's a reality. That's a different kind of reality. Right? That's separate. Could you dive for an ace? You could have for an ace, but separate shear. But here, the nachos were labeled to be given out. They weren't given out yet. Binyamin wanted it, he gets it. So you have it by Rafinia de Mendoza, you have it by Yaakov, and you have it by Binyamin. Punchline. What is it all based on? How do you know if a person really wants it? What's the Pasuk in Mishlei? Chazisa Ishma Hirbim Lachto, if you see somebody who's acting with alacrity. Do you see somebody who's jumping? who's doing it, who's acting, who's not just leaving it in the realm of ideas and decisions, but bringing it lamaisa, that reflects a ratzon. And that reflects a teshuka. And that's how the Yom Noram are going to last. If we don't just leave it in the realm of theory, in the realm of, oh, I heard a Shabbat Shubat Russia. I was inspired on Yom Kippur, I was this, I was that, wonderful. We have to bring the lamaisa. We have to do it. We have to put something into action. Chazis Ish Mahir Malachto that leads right into Rabbi Chanina Mendoza. Because that's a reflection of a real Ratzon, of a real Teshuka. So we should all be Zoha to have that real Ratzon, to have that Ish Boeres, Ish Tukat Bekirbi, that Ish in us. should be Zoha to a, with all Chai Yisrael, to a Gemar Chazimatova, to a Chag Sameach. We should have a, uh, a wonderful Yom HaKippurim, Yom Kadosh Batar, and Sukkis. And Bracious, we should be able to start again. I'm going to try again to give a shear on Bracious. But just in case, if not, we will pick up the Wednesday after Yantif, which is Parshas Noah. Parshas Noah, but Hashem, everybody should have a Gemar Chasima Tov.